This is Mouth Media Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Material Is Your Business. This one recorded on location at the Javits Center in New York City because we are at Tax World. And you should be excited. We are because our guest is none other than Trisha Carey. She's the director of business development for apparel for a cool company called Lensing. If you don't know Lensing, here's what it is. It's a fiber company making man-made fibers and innovating and collaborating throughout the supply chain. I'd be willing to give your money back on this, that this is going to be a very intriguing conversation, which will happen to start right now. Hello, my name is Trisha Carey. I'm Director of Global Business Development for Lensing Fibers. What I love about materials is the creative aspect as well as the tangible side of materials. From New York City, this is Material Is Your Business, a podcast covering the science, technology, and business of materials and manufacturing. Your hosts for this episode are Samantha Cortez, international consultant and founder of Samantha's Platform, Stephanie Benedetto, CEO and co-founder of Queen of Raw, and Mark Rako, creative entrepreneur and CCO of Open Source Business. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, everybody, on location at Tax World. Uh, I'm your host today, or your MC at least, Mark Rako, and I'm here, of course, with one of our hosts, Ms. Stephanie Benedetto. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> hey, Stephanie. And uh, also with us, of course, our other host, Samantha Cortez. Hola. How are so, you, everybody? Good. Not to imply you're our other host. You, these are the two <laughs> hosts, everybody. <laughs> Equal standing. And, of course, our guest is Trisha Carey, the Director of Business Development and, uh, for Apparel for Lensing. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. Great. Thank you for, for inviting me today. And it's such an exciting time over here at Tex World. The show happens twice a year, and there's always a great buzz and excellent time to connect with everyone in the market. Great. Let's start out the way that we always do on this show, which is to ask you to tell us who you are and what you do or what your company is about as kind of a Reader's Digest thumbnail sketch. And we'll do a deep dive later. Great. Yeah, so again, uh, my name is Trisha Carey, Director of Global Business Development for Lensing Fibers. Lensing is a leading man-made cellulosic fiber producer. Uh, we have fiber production facilities around the world in Asia, Europe, and the U.S. Um, and a lot of people ask, you know, what is a man-made cellulosic fiber? Um, our fibers all come from wood pulp from trees. We make Lensing Viscose, Lensing Modal, and Tencel Lyocell. Our fibers are ingredients in wonderful retailers and brands uh, around the world. Fantastic. Thank you very much. We're going to jump uh, much deeper into that in just one moment. A couple quick pieces of housekeeping, ladies. That is, uh, everybody, if you, uh, if you like following social media and you love materials, then you definitely have to follow us on social media uh, at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. It helps you know when we've got things going on. And you can also check out all of our episodes, past, present, and future, at our very own website, materialisyourbusiness.com. And, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play, on the Googles. So, uh, very good. And let's start here. Uh, what 
to you is the most important thing about being at Tech's World and other shows like this? The most important thing for me being here is the convening part, getting together with the industry. I not only see our direct customers who are yarn spinners and fabric mills, but I also get to meet with retailers and brands. And, and I feel it's a great time, too, that we exchange information. We can go in between day-to-day -day with emails, but nothing takes the place of getting together face-to-face. -face. And I know in Tech's world, you can't come here without seeing the Lensing Innovation Center. It's obviously got a huge, powerful presence here. And I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about what it is you're featuring there and, and how you got involved. Thank you. Yes, um, the Lensing Innovation Pavilion uh, has been a part of Tech's world from the very beginning, over 10 years ago. Uh, we like to consider ourselves, you know, one of the strengths of the shows here and uh, we bring together our mill partners as well as we highlight different aspects of our fibers and this time we're highlighting micromodel and the softness that micromodel brings to apparel um, a part of this we're also doing a measurement of softness which is a really cool test there's a machine demonstration at our booth um, and this machine can measure softness between two fabrics. So when we talk about how soft things are, we can you know, use our, our standard uh, finger testing, um, but this will actually give you numbers to quantify softness. And ultimately, is that, is that a machine that's proprietary to lensing, and is this a direction we're working on to be able to measure softness digitally for when you're sourcing? The machine is not proprietary to lensing, but we have worked with the machinery company who's based in Germany, Mtex, um, to collaborate so that they could get the message out further to the market. Um, and really about measuring softness, everyone's looking to call out the value that their garment has. And so you need to be able to quantify those claims. So when you talk about softness or the softest fabric, then you're now able to put some numbers behind it. That's actually amazing. I, um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the, how, how does it work with uh, the combining of your fibers to other natural resources as in wool or cashmere? And do you guys do that a lot? Yes, yes, great. Um, all of our fibers that we produce, tensile and lensing modal and lensing viscose, are staple fibers. And for those of you that don't know, there's, there's two types of fibers. There's staples and filaments. Filament would be a long, continuous, and staples are cut into different lengths. So our fibers blend very well with other staple fibers like cotton and wool and also can be blended with polyester and even filaments too. So there's a great compatibility uh, that we have in blending with other fibers. And this is a huge trend right now in the market is blending because what happens is you, you can take the best of every fiber and when you bring them together, you're kind of creating this, you know, unique mix um, that can add perhaps performance or luxury or strength or softness to, to the garment. Absolutely. Nowadays, you can't, you can always, you can see that the difference in the, um, in the fibers and the silks in the past, it was notable. And now it's like you, it, it fakes it fakes you out. You're yes. like, oh my gosh, yes. it's, just the same, it's the same hand and it's really a man-made fiber. Right. Yeah, and this is great. It's technology, you know, at work. And it, it's, it's excellent to see how far we've come in the market. And what are some of the 
end products that this would be ideal for? I know you guys do a lot of work with denim and kind of what else has been a staple key products? Well, our fibers, because we make a million tons of fiber, we're close to $2 billion company. Um, There's a lot of fiber out there. And our fibers go into anything from non-woven applications. So baby wipe products, or you probably know those facial masks that you can put on. Those are made out of Tencel. Uh, We're also in home applications, um, top of bed, sheets, towels. And then in the apparel world, we're anywhere from intimate apparel to socks, uh, as you mentioned, denim, um, activewear. Yeah, there really isn't anything that we can't be a part of. And there's also some industrial applications, too, that our fibers are in. I remember watching that video that you guys have on YouTube and showing it to a class I was teaching at the New York Times, and we saw kind of all the different applications and the whole process. Um, And I wonder if you could walk us through a little bit that kind of closed-loop circular system that you guys have created. Great, yes. Now, that is unique to the Lyocell production, and Tencel is our brand name for Lyocell. As I mentioned earlier, all of our fibers come from wood pulp from trees, so we start with the, uh, with the tree. We either make or buy the pulp. And the pulp is really like a heavy cardstock. Then what we do is we add in a solvent, which makes it into sort of a goopy mixture, think like honey. And then what happens is you, you extrude that honey mixture through spinnerets. And here I kind of give the visualization of a shower head. So as you extrude that honey through the spinnerets, then you have the fiber, which we cut into different staple lengths. In manufacturing Tencel, there's a closed-loop process where we're able to reuse that solvent. So this is very good for the environment, and this has been called out by many major brands um, that they specify Tencel Lyocell because of the closed-loop process in manufacturing. And there may be people out there who don't really understand kind of closed loop, what that means and exactly what the sustainable benefits are and why it matters. I wonder if you could touch a little bit on that. Sure. Closed loop means that you can reuse the solvent. So we reuse the solvent at a rate of 99.4 to 99.6%. So when you're reusing that solvent, then you don't have the waste that happens. And there's also an economic benefit behind that, too. And I think, you know, whenever we can combine the economic side and the environmental side, it's a win-win story. And this is inherent in the technology of Lyocell. So this is how all Lyocell fibers are produced and Tencel is our Lyocell so fiber. So eco-friendly way. Yes. As I like to say, environmentally responsible. Environment- uh, because, yes, you can, <laughs> uh, you can call out many aspects of, from a water perspective, land, energy. And that's one thing. Lensing, we've always been manufacturing our fibers with the environment in mind. On that note, environment on... Right now, we're hearing a lot of buzz with, with the change in the politics. Yes. On Made in the USA. Are you guys doing anything on that? We do quite a bit here in the U.S. Um, Besides our marketing and business development being here in New York City, uh, we also have a manufacturing facility in Mobile, Alabama. And that was the first manufacturing facility for Tencel Lyocell in 1992. So we're approaching now 25 years. And with that, we announced in December that we have an expansion plan. Um, And this will be happening around 2019. 
It's a $295 million investment. Unless things get accelerated. <laughs> yes, it could be. could be. But we're really excited. Um, this will make Mobile our largest uh, dedicated tensile facility and adding an, another 90,000 tons of fiber. Uh, so this is excellent for us here in the United States. And uh, I think it's a wonderful sign from our company, who is based in Lansing, Austria, that we have this commitment to the U.S. That's amazing because I have this, such a big passion on saving the industry. I, I've created a, um, a nonprofit organization called Save the Garment Center. So just to hear that companies are coming back, it just gives me chills. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of coming back, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have much more with Trisha Carey, the Director of Business Development for Apparel for Lensing, right after this on Material Is Your Business on location at Tax World. We'll be right back. Do you remember what we used to say about running? Oh, somebody bigger had to chase you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm BJ Smith, and that's exactly how I felt about running most of my life. That was until one fall day in 2011. I was chasing my son in the backyard when... Something had to change. This was the beginning of my journey to becoming a runner. One that would take me from couch to marathon in less than two years. Now I'm setting my sights higher. This is 16 Weeks, a new podcast from Mouth Media Network, following me on my journey to get into shape while keeping up my obligations at work and still being there for my family. And I'm not doing it alone. My name is Keith Smart. I won a silver medal in Beijing. I'm a sport and exercise psychologist at ECU. Coach athletes all over the world. And I'll talk with training. experts about challenges all runners face, like figuring out how to make time to run, what to eat, and how to train. You got so dehydrated. Your heart rate went up and it felt like you were working so hard. Everything's trainable. Whether it's run form, strength, that's all trainable. And so is our thinking. Subscribe now to 16 Weeks on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you find great podcasts. Together, we can do this. Welcome back to our second segment of Material Is Your Business, recording on location on the floor at Tax World in New York City. And we're here with Trisha Carey from Lensing. Trisha, we were just kind of talking a lot about this incredible history of Lensing. It has, you know, arguably a, a done an amazing job in a considerable time period. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about you, your background, and how you came to be in this position. Sure, sure, Stephanie. Um, so actually, I've been at Lensing, or I started off in Courtals uh, 18 years ago. Um, I am a graduate of FIT. Uh, yes, yeah, and <laughs> still involved with FIT. And um, I've been involved in the textile side of the business. My first job was actually at a domestic heat transfer company. And then I switched over to fabric buying at a uh, women's sportswear brand called Susan Bristol, no longer around today. And then I started with Cortal's marketing Tencelle. In 2004, Lensing bought Cortal's Tencelle brand and the uh, fiber production facilities. And I stayed on since then and have had different roles throughout that time. But all of them have been focused on business development. Does your family understand what it is you do? 
<laughs> it is such a complicated, incredible, uh, you know. Yes, they do. I think they understand more, especially with all the travel that's involved. Um, and everyone in my family does wear Tencel, so uh, so they do they do get it. Yes. That was one of the questions. How much do you travel? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the travel uh, can be extensive, and as we said, you know, nothing beats meeting face to face or visiting a factory and really understanding their capabilities. Um, so I do get a lot out of traveling. Um, I usually I'm in Asia twice a year, tend to be in Europe a lot through visiting the headquarters and meetings that we have, trade shows, and then throughout the United States. So it can be almost one to two weeks a month. Since you travel so much, Tricia, uh, are you seeing um, certain areas of the world that seem to be leading innovation and and are, are even surprising you of the kinds of things that they're coming out with because they may not be known for that and they're going through some sort of transformation. Yeah, Mark, that's a, that's a tough question because it, some of it depends on market segment. Um, I'm always impressed for NIT's, NIT applications, what is coming out of Korea, because I think they offer a very good value. Their minimums are reasonable and they're very innovative uh, and they also can offer a full package garment. So I would say out of Korea, we have many of the mills here today that are in the lensing pavilion are from Korea. From a denim perspective, um, I see a lot happening out of Turkey that's very innovative as well as Pakistan. And there we, we again look at the full garment, what's being done with laser technology so I would say the, those areas. Um, and then from a garment production standpoint, we have a lot happening in Central America that's very interesting, which plays right into, you know, speed to market and, you know, see, buy, where now. So, so a follow-up question on that. Uh, we're living in a moment, not to get political, but we're living in a moment in which Made in America is, is uh, front and center. And so the question I have is looking at where all of this kind of innovation is uh, in textiles is coming from other areas of the world. If you are, I'm not getting on a soapbox here just to be clear, but if you are made in America, then you may be missing out on some of those innovation opportunities, not just choices. And so my question is, how can companies compete and continue to be innovative, especially given what you do in being involved in the innovation and supply chain aspect of things for companies that are all about made in America, how do they even compete when there's so much innovation elsewhere in the world? Well, I think the U.S. does have a lot of innovation to offer. Again, you have to look at market segments. So cut and sew knits, very important to the U.S what can be done here. And I think there's also the design aspect that these are part of the stories that, that brands who are made in America can offer. Um, and denim is the other product category that's so important here in the U.S. Um, and when you look at what ha what's happening in L.A., the technology, the developments, the laundry, um, the treatments. I mean, they, and, and also it's, it's its own unique center, so it can all be happening in, in one place. L.A. Has a, still has a strong denim a niche market. Yes. It's, I'm very small units, but still it's a very unique and amazing denim that's coming out of there. Very crafted, unique looks. I think they've been challenged lately with the labor uh, increase, uh, the um, 
the hourly rate, the minimum wage increase has been really tough for them. But again, they figured out ways to make that happen, doing some of the processing perhaps in Mexico to bring it back and forth, but primarily made in the USA. Yeah, that's um, that's actually very interesting because I've always been focused. It's it's very hard in the U.S. to bring back everything at once because of our, our because of the sewers, we don't have an, enough manufacturing. The know-how has been lacked for so many years. But um, the collaborations with countries close by would be, uh, to me, predominant. I mean, do you guys have, by any chance, any strong um, influences in, in, in Mexico or in um, Central America, as you said? Yes, we do. Um, so since we make the fiber in the United States, we do have spinning partners in both Mexico and Central America. And we also have, you know, weaving and garment manufacturing. So we are constantly in those regions and working with those customers as well downstream to make it happen. Um, And I think what happens is it becomes a challenge when retailers and brands look at the cost of doing business, the differences between Asia and Central America. There's some intangibles that come up that you can't necessarily put a cost on, like speed to market, like ownership being less throughout that whole supply chain process. Um, So it's not always a, uh, you know, apples to apples comparison, but you need to look at the total picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that's near and dear to me is accessibility for designers and how do they get their hands on this stuff, both large and small. And I wonder if you could walk us through a little bit the process. So they love lensing fibers. They want to work with them for a big brand, for a smaller independent designer. Is it just by coming to TexWorld and the Lensing Innovation Center or how can they get involved and get access? Great question. Yes, no, we're, we're always uh, accessible. I kind of say that we're, you know, become that face of the fiber. We have a resource center in New York, right in the garment center. I'm oh, big about great. Save the Garment Center as well. A beautiful space. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. It is gorgeous and very hands-on. You yeah. can actually feel the fibers there. Right. Yeah. And we can explain the whole process from fiber to yarn to fabric to finished garment. So that's always uh, available. And then we have a lot of information online. For denim, we have a marketing platform to explain everything that we're doing in denim called Carved in Blue. Um, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter with Carved in Blue. Um, We are at trade shows throughout the world. Um, And uh, so there's always accessibility, even through email communication. We have resource lists. And I'm constantly looking for ways to help the retailers and brands to make their job easier when they're using our fibers. So if they do have any issues or questions about any technical aspects, we can support them with our global technical customer service team. Um, And we also have a fabric certification program, which includes registering fabrics and the retailer and brand. It would then be eligible to receive our hang tags if it passes the fabric certification process. Wow. Interesting times now. Yes. (laughs) So we don't just make the fiber. We do a lot more. All right. That's a perfect spot to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's our third and final segment in which we will ask more personal questions with our very fun segment, Remnants. Right up to this with Trisha Carey on location at Tex World. Be right back. (music) 
Hi, everyone. This is Mark Rako. I'm one of the hosts of Fashion Is Your Business, another great show on Mouth Media Network. If you like the podcast you're listening to, Material Is Your Business, then I bet you're going to love Fashion Is Your Business, which intersects fashion, technology, and innovation, and also American Fashion Podcast, which Harper's Bazaar calls for the true fashion nerd at heart. Both shows and a whole bunch of other great podcasts are all available at mouthmedianetwork.com. And when you do listen, let us know you heard about them on Material Is Your Business. Thanks a lot. And now back to the show. And welcome back to Material Is Your Business on location with Trisha Carey, the Director of Business Development uh, for Apparel at Lensing. We're on location at Tech's World. And it's our third segment, everybody, on Material Is Your Business. And uh, Stephanie and Samantha, you know what that means. And now, it's Remnants. That means Remnants when we ask more personal questions. It's, it's We don't know the questions in advance. We don't even know what our co-hosts are going to ask. It's pretty tough to figure out an order to ask them. And uh, we we solved that by uh, creating uh, strips from a remnant of fabric. And we put them in a hat, and then we pull them out. And depending on the length of them, we decide what order to ask the questions. Uh, we're at Tech's World, so there's probably a lot of fabric around. So uh, it probably is a great opportunity to choose an interesting one. Uh, Let's do denim. Denim. All right. So we've uh, <laughs> we've pulled a piece, uh, magically a piece of denim, and uh, we're going to pull pull that apart into some strips, throw them in a hat, and I'm going to uh, – actually, uh, Stephanie's going to pull out the pieces. So why don't you pull out the first piece there? Pulling the first one. <laughs> And, and it's, uh, it, it's actually Samantha. Samantha with the first question. Obviously, you've traveled um, a lot all around the world. What are the best cities that you would? Oh, the best cities. Um, even with traveling, New York is still my favorite city, I have to say. <laughs> if I'm gone for too long, I, I get a little anxious that I want to get back to the energy that I see on the streets here. Um, but I would say outside of New York, some of the best cities, uh, I do enjoy um, being in Barcelona. That's an excellent city and experience there. Um, spent quite a bit of time in Munich, and, and I do love um, kind of the old history that, that Munich has. So kind of combining the old and the new together there. And in Asia, um, I would say really enjoy being in Shanghai, too, from a large city perspective. Any weird experiences that you've had during travel? Um, weird experiences. Okay. Well, I, I'd say I do have one. Um, I was trying to leave, I was in Lensing, uh, which is the town as well as the, the name of the company. And it was uh, around Christmas time. I was trying to leave to get home and, uh, I couldn't get out the front door. It was past the time there was a small hotel and I couldn't open the door. My taxi was there to take me to the airport. I was getting a, a little concerned that I would be late so I decided to open the window and push my bag through and crawl out the window, <laughs> only to find out later no. that you use your room key to unlock the front door from the inside. So when the door, because, you know, in the United States, you would never lock a door from a fire hazard standpoint. So now when I go back to that hotel, they keep reminding me to use the key and not the window. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, uh, Stephanie, why don't you pull another, uh, 
another remnant there, and it has come to me. So I'm going to pipe in with a question here. Uh, Trisha, what is the favorite new thing that you own? What has got your attention these days that you've bought most recently that you're just all about, whether it's a thing or a piece of clothing? What, what, what's your thing you're showing off or, or secretly taking time with? Uh, favorite new thing. Um, actually, I have to say I did a January shopping cleanse where I'm not buying anything in January just because of all my consumption in November and December. Um, I would probably say one of my favorite new things is this top that I have on today. I really like it. It's in Tencel. has a little different style to it in the back and the, and the raw edge. Um, so I would say that's probably one of my favorite new things I did get this in December before I started my shopping cleanse. So <laughs> great. And, uh, Stephanie, just, just to be fun, why don't you pull another uh, remnant out there and uh, it's me shocker. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Trisha, if you were marooned on a desert Island and you could only have one application very on your, by the way, yes, I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry to put you there, but if you were there and you could only have one app on your phone for fun, what would it be? Oh my God, Stephanie, you didn't even know I am in love with apps. I have so many apps on my phone. I, it's really bad. Um, probably my Fitbit app. I feel like there's something about it with my Fitbit app. Uh, yeah, Fitbit app. I think on an island, you'd probably be pretty, pretty fit and healthy and active. The numbers would be through the roof. You'd be great. Okay. Fair. As long as you have your solar power adapter to right. charge the battery. Right. Right. All right. And uh, uh, put you on the spot a little bit, Tricia. Uh, we, we like to invite our guests at, at the end of the interview to share a sort of final thought with, with the audience. Uh, it can either reflect on this interview. It can be talking about text world. It can be reflecting on the industry or even your own business. Right. Great. Thank you. And again, this has been a, a very fun experience and getting all of us together. And I would just like to say, you know, it, it's wonderful that we have this textile show, um, Textile USA, here in New York, and the importance of being able to, you know, discuss technology advances that are happening in the market and bring everyone together. And we need to take advantage of the fact that the show is here. Um, and it's not just uh, this show um, at TextWorld, but also there's some other apparel shows that are happening this week at the Javits Center, which are project and, and market. And that the community that's here um, for textile apparel sourcing is, is really important. And, and you save the say about Center. Save the I'm really about that and, and keeping New York City as a destination for textile and apparel. And uh, Tricia, how can people connect with you directly and obviously follow and, and connect up with lensing? Great. Thanks, Mark. Uh, people can connect with me directly at denim at lensing.com. You can also connect through Carved in Blue. Um, so if you just uh, do a search on Carved in Blue, uh, it will come up and on your social media as well. Wonderful. All right. Well, what a lovely interview. And thank you so much for joining us. Trisha Carey, everybody, the Director of Business Development uh, for Apparel at Lensing. And uh, uh, good luck and enjoy the rest of Text World. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. That's it for this episode of Material Is Your Business, recording on location at Text World in New York City for Stephanie Benedetto. Go change the world, everybody. <laughs> and Samantha Cortez. Adios. <laughs> I'm Mark Rako. We do appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you next time for more Material Is Your Business. Bye-bye, everybody.
This has been Material Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at materialisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, materialisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.